Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Family Jewels. A podcast about family drama, family trauma, and everything else you got from your mama. Family Jewels. When you're here, you're family. Cease and desist from Olive Garden pending. This is my sister from another Mr. Charlie Dinkin. And this is my glamorous colleague, Olga Koch. We started this podcast because when you talk shit about other people, it's gossip. But when you talk shit about your family, it's research. Today we are joined by the multi-hyphenate, the one and only. Truly, stand-up. Mainly stand-up. Writer, but podcaster. Mm. Would you consider yourself an actor? Um, y- yes and no. I do act and have acted, but I've not done anything recently, so... All right. I- it's on my website, Stand Up Writer Actor. So I'd love some acting jobs. Sorry, yeah, let me retake that. Yes, I am an actor, but <laughs> for acting jobs. <laughs> um, the incredible, the producer of this very show, Mr. Andrew White. Hello. Ooh. Thank you. Hello, Andrew. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. A glamorous colleague is the most positive introduction you've ever given Olga. It's very, it's quite I know, nice. I, I couldn't think of anything mean to say. <laughs> there is this late night talk show interview of uh, Grace and Frankie stars. Is it Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. And so Jane Fonda is like, Lily Tomlin's my sister. She's everything to me. I love her. And Lily Tomlin's like, Jane Fonda's a woman I work with. <laughs> and after watching, that is I, our dynamic. I was like, oh my God, this is us in 20 years. And you'll never know how old we are. Um, Andrew. Yes. Hello. First and foremost, can you talk us through your family tree? Oh, well, um, I, actually, I in in preparation for this, uh, I got my mother to research my family tree back to the uh, 800s, just for this podcast. No, it's a personal hobby of hers. She, she does it Thank all the time. Thank you, mummy. But, what yeah, resources does she use for this? Um, I, I believe she goes uh, on like uh, Ancestry.com. We definitely got her some sort of package for Christmas. Okay. My granddad really liked doing that. He, he passed away this year, but he really loved going through all our family history. Do you go to like um, the National Archive? Do you go to a library? Well, it's now, it's at, it's at a sort of dead end. So we do need to go to a physical place. Wait, so place. how far back did you get? So it goes to the 1500s and then there's a massive gap and then we know that we came over from 
with the Norman invasion. Yo, 1500s surely is enough. Surely goes far She's enough. She's not happy. She's never satisfied. She's got to know. Yeah. Until we get back to like Charlemagne or, or whatever, like the. So French. Shed. You're French. Yeah. Well, Norman, I believe. I think, I think okay, Norman and French are. They're not French, French are they? No. They are just their own thing. Yeah. Well, they are. I think they are now. They probably could say they're French. But it, it, certainly in the invasion, the Normans hated the French. So, yeah. It's always, always worth considering. But yeah, otherwise, this goes all the way back to 1500 to Swaffham. So we have to go to Swaffham to get, to get the archives. If we, want to, if we want to go further, that's what we need to do. To be, so you've been on this island for ages. Well, as in stuck on like the... Well, oh, on the UK island. Yeah, Sorry, oh, yes. Stuck yeah. on the project of <laughs> the island of you and your mother sorting yeah, out. Yeah, I thought it was like a metaphorical tree. island. Yeah, yeah, no, both, yeah. Though, both. Um, yeah, yeah, we've been, uh, we've been here since, since the normal... Yeah, 10, 1066 that would have been, yeah. Crazy. Wow. And I know this from the, is a bio tapestry. Yeah, have you seen the the bio, 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 bio tapestry? I've seen pictures. I've not seen the actual tapestry. Okay, first and foremost, one of the best tourist attractions I've ever gone to because you get the audio and you walk and it's essentially a narrated comic strip. It's like you're watching a cartoon. That's it's great. amazing. That's it's so, so cool. And I bet some of your ancestors are actually on it. That'd be cool. Because they've got yeah. loads of like fight scenes with armies. Who knows? Who knows what the top of the head Wait, is? Wait, it literally yeah. does look like a comic strip. Yeah. Mm. It's sick. That is was, it That was the original Dilbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the <laughs> <laughs> is it, Does it tell the Kathy story? Kathy in the corner going, Ack! The Normans are invading. Is it the story? Is it just like the vibe of war? Does it tell the story? It's the order? story with That's like scenes. Cool. It's really, really cool. And then basically everything, because it was shown to people who couldn't read as a history lesson. So they would tour it around and be like, yo, here's what happened. And they'd yeah. be like, cool. It is amazing. Like, obviously, propaganda is, is never... I was never a fully accurate historical thing, but it's cool that the propaganda in the old days used to have a lot of effort put into it. Like it was like and embroidered was and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine if Breitbart was was embroidered. That would be uh, fantastic. Uh, uh, I'd appreciate you'd have to it. Think a little more, wouldn't you, about yeah. the hate you were spewing? <laughs> if everyone on GB News was in drag, I'd watch. Oh my god! Well, do you know my drag act? Wait, what is it? Oh my god! We got to so get sorry. into this. Wait. Okay, <laughs> a new era this, for stand-up comedian. It did add, add, add to my hyphen. It's drag queen. Is I, yeah, Wait. I can't believe I didn't say that. You're this gonna love is, this. Um, my drag act, Jan Honkers. <laughs> okay, first of all, you're slaying. Thank you very much. Yeah, you look genuinely amazing in that outfit. My uh, my I boyfriend love how Reese high did your the. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty perky. To describe it for our audio readers. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> audio everything is reading now every time i say i've read a book i'm like oh no wait that was a tiktok <laughs> for our audio readers for our esteemed intelligent audio readers um you're wearing i would say a gorgeous suit mm-hmm. uh, i genuinely would wear that i it's not i go- bought it for myself this this is uh this Stunning. I, yeah i just sort of had not it. even a joke fantastic mm. like i'm almost like a mosaic a um, small mosaic pattern mm-hmm. it's black like and white tootsie if she slayed yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and then like a crop more than a bob a pixie if you mm-hmm. will um and some rather fabulous earrings. And who did your makeup? My boyfriend Reese did my did my makeup. He did a very good job, um, especially because he's never done it before. What? Um, what? That's his first that attempt. Really at wait, how did makeup. he actually? I don't, how did he get that... the line so straight? He's just he's very he's annoyingly good at artistic things, including God makeup. Oh, it's so I annoying. feel like I just am getting worse and worse and worse at makeup as time goes on. I can't get it to stay on my face. Anytime I put it on, it's just like I'm like house of wax melting off. I don't even think I'm like that oily or sweaty. Well, maybe I'm. I've been a bit sweaty in the shoulder the shoulder months but i feel like if i put anything on even if it's the most permanent makeup it's like Look, immediately off every mm. year i take one item off the rotation like i haven't used um eyeliner in years it's like every year the routine just gets simpler you just like simpler. i can't you just so, all yeah. now. so if it's melting 
get rid of it. Don't even put it on in the first place. Well, you look fantastic. Thank you. So what's the act? Are you allowed to reveal? Can you, are you like, exclusively revealing? Um, um, oh, I don't, I don't know if it's an exclusive. I think I may have mentioned it on Trusty Hogs. All right, but, fine. Um, it might be out by the time this comes out, actually. It, so she is Britain's only right-wing drag queen. Okay, love. And she's got a show called The World Gone Honkers. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, a, it's like a GB News parody, basically. So there's like just segments of her like solving like some issues in the news and moaning about wokeness and there's an interview segment with my friend Max and and yeah so that'll be on my on my YouTube and it, it's basically really GB News in drag yeah okay well there you go we love check it out you Thank must you. check it out yeah. um, back have, to the Bayou Tapas oh yeah sorry yes, yes, I forgot how this started <laughs> uh, well actually I am interested so are you the first performer in your family are there other people I'm not no actually my granddad who I've um, mentioned before uh, he was a musician um, and his, so his, his grandfather or his father, either way, one of his, um, a man, a back in time man, a back in time man <laughs> was a preacher in the Welsh valleys like, and was known as like the silver tongued preacher and was like, silver-tongued I'm sorry, what? Preacher. Yeah. The silver tongued preacher of, of the, of the Rhonda Valley. Um, he's like very famous for all of his, um, sermons. I was about to say, well, I couldn't say lectures, but that's not the right word. It is a um, lecture, isn't it? In a way. It is very, but not these ones. They were very entertaining apparently. So he what had kind a, of years, what era are we talking? Late when? 1800s, early 1900s. Um, it must be my, I think it must be my granddad's granddad, timeline wise. Do you know what his name was? Um, I think it was Edward, but I'm not 100%. I mean, they were proto stand-up comedians, weren't they? They were mm. cons- addressing congregation every Sunday. You got to have new material. Yeah. You got to make it local. You got to make it relevant to them, topical. Mm-hmm. And, they, and he would travel around. I think he would like cycle around the valleys and do like... Because I suppose it was so rural that he'd do like, you know, this village on Monday, that village on Tuesday and sort of... Oh, he'd just cover them all? Yeah. I love that. Good for him. So he was, he was, I suppose he's the first person we can look at and say, oh, he's a performer. And then my granddad was a musician. What and, kind of musician? Um, or pianist, but he did everything, clarinet, also, he was a very talented musician. And, you got to um, get the clarinet out. Yeah. Everyone's least favourite, but most their instrument. <laughs> Is it because it's very easily transportable? I don't think it's very easily anything. I played the clarinet, but be- only because I was told I was too small to play the saxophone when oh. I was a child. Did you want to play the sax? I wanted to play the sax. You wanted to be Lisa Simpson? I wanted to be Lisa Simpson. <laughs> oh, that's a t- I, I was can quite see a that. Young, I guess I must have been, I must have been eight. And then they told me I was too small for it. I had to play the clarinet. But oh. I, don't, I don't think that's, that's true. No, that's not true, surely. There must be some other, like, behind the scenes lie that that is... My parents didn't want to listen to it, maybe. That was a big theme in our household, things that my parents didn't want to listen to. But all Mm. I'll say is later on at, no, a different school, my senior school, Mm. they needed, they had a school orchestra and no one played the bassoon in the school orchestra. So they said, if anyone wants to play the bassoon, we'll lend you a bassoon and maybe you could have like some lessons for free. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. I mean, the bassoon is like the worst instrument in every conceivable way. It's do you know what? It's like huge. I can imagine, but mm. like, why is it the worst? Is huge, it because it's heavy, too big? huge, massive, yeah. massive, like this. Like you're a child, and it's like huge, huge, huge. Um, I had like literally three lessons, and then they were like, "You're in, you're in the band." All I remember is I played with the orchestra once. We walked out into this room where the orchestra was playing, and um, I hit my bassoon on the top of the door frame, no. and it like crumbled into pieces. No, and then I had to put my bassoon back together, which I didn't fully know how to do because I hadn't been playing it very long while every single person watched and then my teacher was like you should test a note and the bassoon honestly it was like I played it and it was like (laughs) (laughs) and then everyone clapped for me and then I sat in the back and I didn't play a note the rest of the show (laughs) I just held it and pretended 
I like the idea that they just wanted the visual look. Yeah, they just wanted an a bassoon in the back. That's fantastic. That's what one the of movie Tara is about. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a kid at my school played the harp. And then, and not like my age, like uh, several years younger. I think he was like year seven when I was like leaving sixth form. Um, but he used to see this little year seven traipsing full no, harp into school it? for his music lessons. Yeah. Do you carry it like a snail? He, he did, yeah, yeah, he did. Like push it even? Was it a small one? No, well, it was, I suppose it was smaller than a full, full heart, but it was still big, you know, oh. especially where he was literally like 11. My brother was a cellist, cello bad oh, as well yeah. for size. Um, Charlie and I have this bit called doing a big, which Ooh. is when you see a grown adult doing something extremely childish, like having three glasses of orange juice, um, and you're like, oh, that's a child in a, in a grown adult's body, right? Like the, you're doing like the movie. Like Tom Hanks' big, yeah, 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 yeah. big. I think it's a reverse big if a child is playing harp. That, I agree. That's an old soul. Really that's, an old, that's an old soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, Trapped. it started because we went to Mac Comedy Festival, mm. slept one night in a tent, worst night of my whole entire life. I yes. honestly thought we were going to die. Yeah. We were so unprepared. Everyone else we were meant to be sharing a tent with had been there the night before and had given up already. But no one told us it was too cold and impossible. Mm-hmm. I was like hallucinating. It was like sub-zero night. how bad it Jeez. was. It was horrendous. Oh, and then we got up in the morning and we were like, we were having, we're going to have a fancy breakfast. We went to a fancy breakfast place and there was a man eating um, a like... Not, it's not a, a coupe, it's like a, one of those ice cream glasses. He was having a big mm. ice cream. For he was breakfast. having a big ice cream and an orange That's a big. That. That's a big. We were like, mm. that guy is doing a big. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. That's all the scientific evidence I needed. That's fantastic. Imagine if you do end up in a sort of big situation where you've had this body swap and, you, and you're in McCuntliff. Uh, that, that's who it happens to, somebody in, in a random Welsh yeah. town. Yeah. And why not? A silver tongue preacher. Yeah, yeah. So you, so your family. Do you mm-hmm. consider where do you consider your family to be from? Do you are you like when you're like, when mm-hmm. you're like where are you from? Are you like I'm a bit Welsh? I'm a bit. No, I'd say Bournemouth mainly. My, born yeah. and bred. Yes, we are Bournemouth. <laughs> so my granddad, he he does have Welsh roots, but they he moved to Bournemouth. So he was stationed in Bournemouth during the war and would stay at my nan's house. They'd be, they'd be like put up as like lodgers yeah. you know, while they were traveling, and then my nan and her sister would like try and. Fight, fight over and flirt with the with the bandsmen that had come from the army. Wait, so uh, he was doing music for the army? Yeah, yeah. So he was in, an army musician. He played at the Queen's Coronation, actually. Ooh, yeah, in, wow. the, in the military band. And he... Um, uh, and yeah, they they come every year for whatever this thing was. I, I guess like a regular annual concert. And so my, my granddad was like 17, 18 and met my nan when she was like 14. And then three, four years later, they went on a date and then they, yeah they've been married well they were married for yeah ages what's that 60 years yeah wow mm-hmm. did they have a party for their is it golden at 60 I think it is and they got a letter from the queen and everything that's exciting yeah um, what did they do I can't, I can't remember we have a, we used to have a lot of family parties so they all sort of blend into yeah, one yeah 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 lots but of buffet food and the 60 years is amazing that's mm. a long time yeah, you've got was. to meet real young to make sixty happen. Oh, for sure, and they met real young, and they got real old. Like my granddad was ninety this yeah. year. He got to ninety this year. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, wow. um, so he was going back every year, and he was staying at their house. Mm-hmm. So he was like forming forming a relationship with the family. Yeah, yeah, and That's then nice. um, yeah, and and then he, when he um, was finished with um, army stationing, he just moved to Bournemouth. And then, yeah, so I'd say my family is Bournemouth. My dad's Essex, but um, I've lived in Bournemouth since I was like three. So, yeah. What's it like? It's all right. It's very dead. I, I um... <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. It's basically horrible. But, <laughs> but I like it. It is nice. I like, I like the beach. I lived 
so I, we moved to Salisbury like when I was a teenager for for school. Um, so I, I'd say I'm from Salisbury because there's other people from Bournemouth, whereas I can claim to be like the only Salisbury comedian. Um, yeah. So marketing wise, I say I'm from All Salisbury. Right. Yeah, like um, uh, yeah, they're both sort of el- re- retirement cities, really. So there's there's nothing going on. There's not much for young people. It was great when I was starting comedy because I started up all the comedy nights. I'd be like, I'll put on a comedy night, and everyone's like, oh, there's nothing else on. Um, yeah, so it's it's all right. It's not ideal. I like going back, but I don't want to live there. Yeah. I'd say this is very in the spirit of the silver silver tongue preacher, to start to start doing your own nights. Yeah, setting up in my own time. little what um, else congregations. Do you know about him? What else were you ever told about him? Um, not much. There's a few like news articles about him from like the the Welsh Valley papers, and we've got his um, certificate to be a preacher, like the Baptist certificate. That's that's just in our lounge at the moment. Yeah. Can we? Really I don't want to dwell on this, but can we go back to your um, family, family tree. tree and yeah. just. Can you give us like a whistle stop tour? Mm-hmm. And if there's like specific characters you want to shout out. Okay. Um, so. Like a cast of characters. This, these are all my aunts and Set uncles. Yeah. Um, any, any fun ones? Um, any, mm, not really. Who's your all... favorite aunt or uncle? My f- okay. This is, I hope they don't listen to this. But my, <laughs> my favorite is my aunt Donna and my uncle Steve. They're very lovely. They're very down to earth. Um, Dave, Dave's a bit, he's a bit further out. So we don't get to see him as much. Yeah. Um, Andy is very nice, but he's he's very well off, so it just doesn't it doesn't quite say have the same. You can't understand. Yeah. Whereas Donna and Steve are very very lovely and they're down the to ones. Us. Yeah, they're the ones, and they come to a lot of my comedy gigs. They're very okay. Supportive. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Well, then they've earned yeah. their place. They're also, nice. I do think down to earth is a compliment that's often given to people who you don't expect to be. Like down to earth is something you would get tell a celebrity. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So down to earth. Yeah. I'm gonna start yeah. when people ask what you're like. I'm gonna start saying gonna so down, down to earth. earth. <laughs> it's a great sort of like underlying because it's not just like oh she yeah she's really like nice and relatable it immediately implies that she's actually very well off that, and you, yeah, don't, you yeah, don't know yeah 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 <laughs> that's it yeah. that's it that's how you start it mm-hmm. right that's, it's like um, saying like oh my gosh she looks amazing for her age what <laughs> <laughs> that's really good I'm going to start adding that to <laughs> for, for her like, age I'm going to say that about you as well <laughs> that's even better she's very down to earth for her age <laughs> she's, she looks fantastic <laughs> it is the ultimate compliment. Down to earth and fantastic for my age. Yeah. All right. So we aunts and uncles. We're done. Aunts who, and uncles. Who that? Who is the oldest person in your family that you ever met in person? It it would have been my granddad. I think I think maybe I met my 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 nan's mum, Granny French, but I would have been a, a wee baby, so I don't remember that. Fine. So, okay. So, lots of things going on. Granny yeah. French, wee baby. A wee baby. Yes. <laughs> Is this is this an Bournemouth accent thing or is no it, no that's just, just me being cute? Oh yeah, okay, I guess so. he just was a wee baby. Of course you were a wee baby. Yeah, look I... at you now. You were of course you were. Still are. You're twenty four. Yes, you were yeah. born in ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can't get into that. That's no, too upsetting. The risk of the Y the, the risk of a Y two K baby. Your parents really said we don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> So who back further than that do you know something about? Um, let's see. So so my granddad's brother Ivor, he was his older brother. He died in the war. He was on a, a, a they, him and his other brother were both in the navy. One of them sank um, uh, and went down with the ships. That's Ivor. Um, so there, this is Th- Thomas Paget, my granddad, and then his dad was John Paget, born eighteen forty six. So that that would be the. Uh, Silver tongue preacher, Silver tongue I believe. Preacher. Yes, um, and then they're they're all in like Wales. Then they end up in Wiltshire and Somerset for a bit, Bristol, and then it's Swaffham. Swaffham all the way back. So they're all Norfolk people, Norfolk folk from 1500 till about 
1700s. Do you know what records exist there if you went back to look? Do they have a... We know We know exactly. It's in Swaffham Priory. We'd have to go into the... the you must. Yeah. What I do know, though, I just remember this, because I've, I've noticed further back on the family tree. So our family name is Paget, P-A-G-E-T-T. But if you go further back, it's spelt differently with one T, because the Pagets were actually a very wealthy family, and very down to earth very, very, down, very down to earth but very wealthy look fantastic for that age <laughs> and um, Leeds Castle is that's where I was like where have I heard the name yeah Padgett? it was owned by the Pagets and if you go oh my god it's crazy if you go and see the um, the like portraitures um, uh, just, just portraits or portraiture I don't know why it makes that um, I would not if, know the difference it sounds no, good yeah if you go and see the portraits they're um, uh, they look so much like my cousins. Like there's a, there's a picture of uh, a, a young a young like girl from like the 1800s or something. It's painting and it looks exactly like Wait, my cousins. Wait, so they Emily. are relatives? Of they course. are relatives. But what happened was our line of the family lost all the money, went bankrupt, had to start again with two T's. So it goes P A G E T. Would they? Did they? T. So they didn't let them use the full name anymore because they go, had to start broke. again. Yeah, I can, and I can see it. I can see the pain in my mother's eyes every time she's writing her name uh, or her maiden name. She goes P A G E T T. Tea. Yeah. And Do you then, know how they lost their money? I don't know what happened, no. But I, I've met other Pagets that are still rich. That one tea Pagets. One tea Pagets that descended from the, the Well, you should side. also, I bet they have their family tree very well documented. Yeah, I think, I think to be honest, I think this might be a collaboration because my mum, like, spoke to them a little bit. So this is... So where did it become the double T? What, well, what, here we go. So what, John, yeah. just before we moved to Wales, so that is 17, the 1700s, 17, 1800s. <sighs> What? Charlie, yeah. it's the same thing happened to Charlie's family because she's from the Duncan Empire. <laughs> the donuts. People always, when I was a child, would be like, Duncan, Duncan Donuts. Yeah, no, 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 no money. But did I tell you that my dad was like, I think I've already, have I literally told this, this story already on this podcast? Which bit? That my dad was like really desperate to find someone rich in our... No. no. My dad did our family tree and you could just like see it in his eyes that he was just like, de he was desperate to find out we were like, had some like landed gentry or some like lords or some shit back in time. There's just no way. There's no way on either side that could happen. But anyway, he like through a series of things seemed to think that we were connected to this family, the the Griswolds, the Grizzolds or whatever. And then he contacted like, like truly the same time period or even like the 1500s. And then he contacted the Grizzold family trust in america and they were like no <laughs> you are not related Delete to my us. Number. <laughs> <laughs> never call us again that's fantastic yeah he could he just wanted i don't know why he wanted it he wanted something but it's like there's no way in our family he wanted to anastasia yeah everybody secretly wants to be anastasia he's yeah, looking for that look i do respect that he's looking for the lost millions but it's <laughs> like if you can track the lost millions from the, your great aunt 10 times removed you had no kids and it's going to the RSPCA or whatever, like all power to you. <laughs> but, the problem uh, is we, we can track the lost millions, but we know, we know that we have lost them. Devastating. So it's like we don't have any claim to it. It's like, yeah. So they, so. but Leeds Castle is older than then. Yeah, yeah. So your family also, that is your family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it, it is genuinely striking the family resemblance, and um, you actually get free entry to Leeds Castle if you have if you can prove you're a Paget. They'll, they'll let what? you. In for free. Do you do it? Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been, we've been. It's nice. Yeah, I like it there. Uh, Wait, I feel, I feel like, like feel belonging. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. So you think they look like your cousins, but not so much like you. Something about your cousins. Yeah, I, my cousins are more patchy. I, my dad's genes are strong. I showed you a picture earlier of my dad yeah, when he was my really age. Yeah, you really look like your dad. He's he's really won the sort of genetic race. So but, this is all your mom's side of family. This is all my mom's side of the family. What's your yeah. dad's side of the family like? Well, that's a mystery. That really is a mystery. That I he is 
he's not even willing to entertain. My mother is obsessed with genealogy and my dad will not give her any information. Um, I think part of what happened is that my granddad, my dad's dad, he was raised by his grandparents. And I don't know what's happened there, but basically- My grandma was raised by her grandparents. Mm-hmm. And uh, but do you do you know what, what's happened there? Or yeah, so I've told you this before, but basically, um, siege is that the the word? Mm-hmm. How you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. There was a siege of Leningrad, um, so the Nazis took it over and wow. completely shut up the city. And as they were beginning it, only kids and really old people were allowed to leave. So her mom put her on a train and said, "Go to your grandparents." And her mom died in the siege. Wow. So she was raised by her grandparents, and my grandma used to call her grandparents mom and dad. Oh my god. That's crazy. Yeah. That's an amazing that's, story. That's a great and what story. And ins- what a hard thing to have done, but like mm. such a brave thing to have yeah, done. Yeah, to just like let your kid just go. Yeah. So that just, then it just skips a generation, like a generation's yeah. just gone, but they managed to like endure because of that. Yeah. That's crazy. That's really beautiful. That, that was, wasn't what happened to our family, was wait, it? No. So wait, what? what I, I don't know what does happen, but my dad is very sort of like, he's not necessarily bothered by blood. He is like... <laughs> You know, you my know, Tinder like, profile. <laughs> <laughs> His um, that is the one hard limit on every grinder profile. By the way, they're like um, very few limits, just blood and shit, and sometimes not even shit. Sometimes <laughs> it's just blood. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought that up. Um, <laughs> but just you said that triggered my, a memory of my grinder days. Anyway, um, <laughs> your grinder days and your granddad days, all in one. <laughs> Much like your granddad, you were not bothered by blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, in the sense that my my granddad's grandparents were effectively his parents, so my granddad thinks of his great grandparents as his grandparents, yeah. and he will not, he doesn't care what happened to my granddad's actual parents. Or he may, he may know, but he doesn't want to find out, or he doesn't want to share it because in his mind. That's that's who raised him, so they're my grandparents, and that's the end of it. Fine. So there's there's some. Wait, so your your grandparents are your great-grandparents? No, my great-grandparents are actually my great-great-grandparents. So your dad doesn't know his granddad? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, he but, only knows his great granddad as and his, his dad. Granddad. Yeah. yeah, but for all intents and purposes, that is his granddad. He yes. doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't care or want to address what happened. Yeah. How much of a age difference is there? Do you think there was like a very young pregnancy or something? I I don't know. Okay. I I um I literally I'm very out of touch with anything above my granddad's generation. Really, we sort of lost. We, we I just got. Yeah, it's hard if there's yeah. no records and no. Mm. I think my I have one remaining grandparent and. I think she's like just a little bit losing it now. She's in her 90s. She loves to complain about how her neighbor repeats herself all the time and doesn't listen. And it's like, Sheila, you neither. You know what yeah. I mean? You got no idea what you're talking about. But you can like feel, I'm like, oh, all these things. I do have stories from her, but like the time to really ask for way back stories is gone. Mm-hmm. And it makes her sad to think about them. So she doesn't even really want to yeah. tell you about it anymore. Yeah. And then you're like, well, no one no one else could access that. That then is gone. Mm-hmm. That is definitely like when my uncle Bill died, for example, so that's my granddad's brother. He had so many like war stories and like um, he was like one of, one of the first aircraft carriers in the world. And they just used to lose so many planes. They'd be like, they'd be like, okay, test maneuver, turn left, and they turn left, and all the planes would fall over. Ah, oh, fuck! Gotta go back for some more planes. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the time, they their planes are just sliding off the boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there was it's like it's such new, it's such a new thing to have like an aircraft carrier oh in the sea. Oh my god! And um, the, you see this small. on Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> my mum and my dad would always say, "Oh, we wished we talked to Bill more because he had so many interesting stories." Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, that's um, so. But I do know that you, an interesting thing has happened in your dad's family yes. recently. Yeah, Tw- I think this must have happened twenty eighteen. So um, my granddad moved the family over to South Africa in the seventies. This is the granddad whose biological parents we don't know anything about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So my dad's my dad's dad. Um, What's his name? Uh, Peter. Peter. Okay. My, he's called Peter. My uncle's called Peter, and my brother is called Peter. Okay. Peter. 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 Not three a generations. Peters. Yes. Do you distinguish with a different name, or everyone goes by Peter? Junior, senior. Well, I suppose. Um, no. Pete, Petey and big. Uh, my my mum. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> my mum calls Granddad and Uncle Peter. Big Pete and Little Pete. Okay. But Aww. I just call them Granddad, Uncle Peter, and then my brother's just Yeah, fine. Pete, so you've yeah. got good names to them all. Okay, yeah. so... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Peter won. Yes, moved to South Africa in the 70s. Apparently there's a lot of building work. He was a builder by trade. So they went over to South Africa. Him, my dad and his twin brother and their sister, um, my aunt, and my grandma, who who sadly died in 2006, um, which we shall come back to. Um, <laughs> pin it. <laughs> pin, pin in that. I've just uh, very, um, I've, I've removed the excitement of the callback there by by foreshadowing it. But anyway, the point it's is they moved, Chekhov's gun. <laughs> moved, yeah, they moved to South Africa. Sorry, Chekhov's grand. Chekhov's grand. <laughs> uh, moved to South Africa, lived there for several years, came back. Um, I guess probably eleven when my dad was about eleven or twelve. So that would be in um, late seventies, early eighties, and then that's that's all, that's all I knew of that period. Yes. And then twenty eighteen. Somebody gets in touch via my dad's cousin to say that they are a long lost relative. They're from South Africa. And what happened was my um, my nan fell pregnant in South Africa. Um, so they had a, a fourth child, an extra sibling, um, who is now my uncle, Justin. Um, and they, they left him in South Africa. They put, put him up for adoption. Um, and he had a, he was adopted by a very good family. He was like, adopted by like a UN like secretary or something like uh. something some crazy like that. So he's had a very good life. But um, it's very interesting about it, on the point of nature or nurture. Even though he's been raised by like lawyers and UN people and like, such a respectable household, he's a real tearaway. He's like he feels like he he was like he's an like an Essex lad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so strange. There's something in him because we've but... met him because he he got into contact via a cousin. 
His wife, very thankfully, is a private investigator. And my mother what? is... Oh, my God. That's a great a, wife. That's, that's a great yeah. wife. Oh, cool. Um, and my mother was also searching for him because she's a massive like, family history fan. So th- they just sort of ended up meeting in So the was it known by your dad's immediate family that this kid existed? Well, here's what happened, right? Okay, Chekhov, you, you're going to love this. <laughs> um, on my nan's deathbed, she handed over a piece of paper and she had his name written down and his date of birth. So she'd always had his information and always... So when, when she died, they all found out about this extra sibling. Um, I literally have goosebumps right now. And, uh, and, and yeah, it was sort of just never addressed. It was sort of, I think, so awkward amongst the siblings. And obviously granddad didn't want to talk about it. So it just got left. But my mum knew about it. And my mum is nosy. And was just yeah, desperate, good for desperately your mom. Like, She's a private investigator. Yeah, too. yeah. Oh, she used to be a, a, a lawyer. Well, she still is a lawyer, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, she's got that sort of instinct Wait, to but, dig. So she wrote this name down, and mm-hmm. no one cared. I, I don't know whether they. They're a very repressed group. I mean, the, it sounds like yeah. It. I mean that that thing about it's like hard. my That's my granddad's parents. Yeah, it, it's not. As much as my dad presents it as a matter of pride, like, no, that's who raised me, so that's who matters. It is just a, like... Mm, mm, like mm, a yeah. 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 Wait, so gra- Granddad Pete, still alive. Mm-hmm. Yes. How did he feel about this Did he mean his revealed? kid? He did. So, yeah, so they got in contact, I guess, 2017, this and they came over to the UK in 2018. Because I, I showed you the picture of the three of them, didn't I? My my dad, his twin, and Justin. Yeah, and they look, they look exactly the same. It's like no denying the, the, the genealogy of it all. And, uh, yeah, they came over. It was crazy. It was really weird seeing them together. Like, his personality, like, so matched my dad's. His look was obviously exactly the same. It was it was strange. I think my granddad, who's obviously a very repressed man and very traditional sort of, you know, man of the house, this is how things should be done. He's he's calmed and eased in his, in his later life, but he's still... I think I don't think he was... He wasn't warm to the idea. He didn't reject it, but he wasn't warm to the idea. And it's his child, too. Yeah. So he's not... I don't think he's made much effort to sort of like keep in contact. Do you have any, I mean, this is all very personal stuff now, but it's like, did any of them ever give a like reason why they, what, or what did your new uncle seem to think was the, would have been told to him? Um, I, I've, been, I've only been privy to bits and bobs is, my mum loves to bitch. My goodness, she doesn't, she would never say that. She'd never admit that, but she does. And, and like ever Again, since... she's a definition of it's gossip if it's not your family, but if yeah, it's your family, it's I research. Oh, 100%. That. Oh, well, she's been researching her whole life. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> she, genuinely, she used to like drive me into school. I'd be like, I don't know, like nine or 10, like late primary school, early secondary school, and, and throughout all my school years, really. She'd be like driving me to school, just be like moaning about, and your dad won't do this and he won't do that. And uh, and of course, you know, it's all well, goes back to his father because of this. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm 11. Why? <laughs> this is also my father. Uh... But she loves, she's told me, um, I think she just trusts me as like a, I, I guess I am maturer than my my other siblings and, and perhaps my dad as well. I've been told I have the vibe of somebody raised by their grandparents. You have, yeah, you have yeah. the vibe of someone who would play harp in a... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're definitely mummy's little assistant, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, on that exact note, when I was, I'd say 10, 11, my mother said to me that I would be the executor of her will. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. And here is Thank it. you, mummy. <laughs> so grateful. You were like, let's get the papers out. I'll read them through now. And, <laughs> and here is the will is ready and I am the executor. You are the, you are. 
I am indeed. It all came true. <gasps> oh man. She did actually God. raised you from birth to do that. She yeah, made yeah. it seem like it's like, oh, your personality developed <laughs> and then that's who you are. Oh my god, what are you having? An executor. <laughs> you know what? When parents have a kid just to give the, uh, their older kid a kidney, yeah, yeah. that's what your mom was doing, but will execution. <laughs> she just knew, she saw it in your eyes at eleven. She was like, This is this, this, this kid can do admin, yeah. That was it. <laughs> That's so good. She's got like an emergency file and it's just like, you know, when I when I go, um, she, <laughs> here's here's all the information, here's what you need to do, here's all the project. My dad's alive and well. He could have he could have <laughs> done this. She no, no, knows no, no, he's no, not no, gonna no, handle yeah, it. No. Me. Wait, yeah. that's amazing. So um but the point is that all I've all I've got of what the family reaction has been has been via my mother yes. yeah, pitching, yeah. who I, I'd say has a, a propensity to be skeptical of the in-laws okay, yeah, in, a, yeah. in a sort of cartoonish way. Um, so yeah, I, I, I guess my, my view is a bit skewed, but I, I think I think my granddad, there's probably a lot of repressed shame about leaving Justin back there. I, th- I think is what was said is that perhaps there was thoughts that maybe it wasn't his baby, which is definitely not true if, as, really if you see really that, yeah. But and yeah, so that's that's perhaps perhaps why also it happened. Co- certainly, some complex situation. I thought. And then, do you think the plan was that they would always move back, or did they move back as a result? You know, was I, the move back expected? I think that I think the move back was part of yeah the, the financial situation of the time and where where the best building work was. A couple of things. Mm-hmm. First of all, I kind of understand why your granddad is cold now because it would have to mean going back on decades of like your deci- your own decision and that is it's just like you would you would convince yourself that you were right because yeah. you mm-hmm. can't live with the accountability of the fact that you were wrong that would be too much yeah. to bear mm-hmm. so that makes sense to me but imagine your grandma who lived her entire life thinking about him yeah like if that's if that's the thing that you decide to leave behind yeah it's really name. wild to say on your to feel so she obviously like had Thoughts about it and feelings about it, and then yeah, just left it to land. crazy. It's so strange because you see on all, all the time you see these like family reconnection shows, and they're like, "We found your mother; she's passed away," and so you never get to meet her. And it it kind of it's always like feels like so, so quite sad, but it's very weird to experience it live. Yeah, and obviously I'm a generation removed. Even then, it was still just like that's just unthinkable it's really it's it's very hard to fathom what that must feel like we've learned some huge things about your family yeah do you have any other crazy secrets stories bits um uh, do I that's a good question I, I I don't think so my family's quite 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 um tame from my parents generation down downwards we're quite we're quite normal and um everyone does various different what's things what's your sibling situation i've got uh uh well i've got a brother and a sister that they're, they're technically both half brothers and half sisters but again um, it was always drilled into me by my by my dad that you know that sort of labeling doesn't really yeah, mean that. anything older um, younger oh much older yeah my brother was uh, is 11 years older than me and my my sister is um uh, 18 years older than me maybe I think yeah. uh. I was I was um, I think my mother had me very late I was um, yeah I think well, I she, yeah, she was executor. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that makes a lot of sense those two things go she hand like, in hand she was like these two other kids they're not interested <laughs> yeah so I think I was um, as much as it's a problematic term I think I was quite quite a geriatric pregnancy really how old was she um, I don't I don't know I can't do that she's very eff- effusive we don't uh, have to say uh, your mother's effusive. age on this podcast Obf- obfuscating <laughs> Ob- 
What's yeah, the word? obfuscating. Yeah, her about her. about her her date of birth. I can do the maths and work out what it is, but um, for for her her sake, Re- I shan't. Yes, with respect. It's a, yeah. we will reveal everything on this podcast apart from the age of any woman. Yeah. But she certainly looks good for, for it. her age. <laughs> she really does, you know. Good. Like, cause she's she's almost the same age as my boyfriend's grandma, and his grandma is. It's a grandma. She, she's a grandma. Yeah, she, she, yeah. she looks like an old woman. And my mother, she, she's a battle axe. She does not, yeah. I confirm this because my mom had my brother at 44, and he's now 20, mm-hmm. and she looks amazing comparing to her friends who did not have that. And They're it's good. like, I, yeah, a child keeps you young. A that's, child keeps that's you young. That's the secret to you. A, a child keeps you young. Because she's like, you got to be switched on because you have a teenager in your house that you mm-hmm. need to like make sure does their SAT. And you're around out. other younger parents. Yeah, exactly. More you're constantly active. As well. Although I would say the pressure of looking after a teenager was maybe um, not not in my case. I was very independent, as, as, I was as we've say, established. I you were yeah. just like the most pleasant teenager I was the to easiest. Do you know what's great? My nephew, um, William, he he came down to do college in Bournemouth. He's from Kent. He lives in Kent. But he came down to do college in Bournemouth. So he moved in with my parents. And so then they had an experience of like a proper teenager. And the, and they were like, oh, my God, Andrew, you were <laughs> the easiest child ever. This, this is a teenager going out with his friends, like worried about him doing drugs and stuff. And I was just there like, oh, my VHS of Cats has been overwritten. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope I find a new one soon. <laughs> yeah. What were your when you were a teenager? What were your what were your interests? What was your vibe? Who is your close friendship group? Paint us a yeah. picture of Andrew as as a young teen. Obviously, you're mm-hmm. not that far off being a teenager. <laughs> I was going to say up until I'd say fourteen, fifteen is a very different image. I think fourteen, fifteen when I started to learn a little bit about uh, our old friend Shame. Yeah, um, yeah. we turned things around. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> I really uh, adjusted myself and, and adapted myself from about that age. But pre that, very precocious, loved performing, loved acting, loved musical theatre. Um, I was in the Poetry Society. I had a collection of fedoras and hats. <laughs> oh, I, I just knew you would be a fedora. It would like it, it, it wouldn't have occurred to me, but now you say it, You've I'm got like, the yeah, you were a fedora boy yeah. for sure. <laughs> it was, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was really cringy. There's some stuff I look back oh, on. I'm like, it's God, it's really cringy. And then I don't know what And happened. it's so well documented because you're so young. Yeah. Oh God, there's so many. I'll see if I can find. It's all there. Uh, a, a picture of it that of of me like in in my fedora with Please? like my Crocs and stuff, just out of shot. It was I was a very cringy child. Um, no, you were dressing fun. You were enjoying things. You were having a good time. Mm-hmm. Then you had to pull it all in because everyone else sucks. And then you were into being at home, being quiet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you went into going out and doing some comedy. Well, no, I actually started comedy at 15. So, oh, so you uh, around even at home being quiet. No, around the time I sort of started becoming less cringy, I, I started doing comedy. Um, oh, well, it, it's it's a, it's questionable when the actual transition happened. Uh, my friend Henry claims my childhood friends. Henry's one of them. He claims that. <coughs> pardon me. He claims that. Um, sorry, <coughs> I just get very emotional. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> Everyone's he, starting comedy story. <laughs> it is sad. He claims that he saved me from obscurity. He claims that when I was a year seven, year eight, I was an absolute loser, which is true. And that because of his, uh, my association with him is why he, uh, why I, why I've got cool. He's who the Tom needs, Hanks in the Elvis biopic. Who yeah, yeah. enemies <laughs> when you got a Henry telling you he made you. That's funny. Oh, can I just relive my favorite moment of you of, of the Elvis biopic? Yeah, absolutely. It's um. <laughs> It's talking. It's it's him doing his awful accent. Is um and who would have thunk that the ki- little kid from Nashville, Tennessee, would be the biggest star in the world? Is that even possible? And then it's a spinning roulette wheel, which transitions oh. into a spinning version of 
Tom Hanks's face as as um the face as the Colonel. Spins? Yeah, it like spins into his face. It's like, oh, is it possible for this boy to become the world superstar? And then he's got like a, a, a like a poker chip, and he goes, "Wanna bet?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh. My favorite moment of the he film. He loves is... to play Eastern European. How do you feel about Tom Hanks playing Eastern European? I, I give him a blank check for anything. Given the fact that the greatest um, actor of our generation. I'm sorry, I'll say this. Uh, there are other men in the Hanks family doing more problematic That's accents. True. That's true. They really are putting him into perspective. I watched such a bad. Um, it's, it's mean to start such a bad film, Please. but uh, I watched The Pope's Exorcist. Oh yeah. Which is apparently based on a book. A real, a real book about a real man okay. who was an exorcist for the Pope. And he claims he did thousands of exorcisms. The dates don't check out. And then I was like, how's he counting thousands? And then he was like, sometimes thousands of demons are in one body. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. Come on. Oh, come on. But my favorite thing about the entire film. Okay, two things I loved about the film. One thing is he rides a little Vespa scooter around. He works at the Vatican. And then he's going yeah, to this Italian. town near Madrid in Spain to deal with one of the demons the devil and um he uh one shot of him juddering off on his scooter i looked it up 18 hours 18 hours in a car it would take you to get between the two no yeah they really it's like insane but uh but also, imagine taking a vespa to an exorcism he's, he's doing it he's going russell crowe i will say doing an okay italian accent i feel like but at times it does verge on a little dolmio you know what i mean mm. he's like you gotta get a devil out of here <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh i don't know crow if you should have done that oh that's, that's very funny. funny wouldn't recommend but whatever you could that you could watch it that you could, is you could, you could, watch, you could watch, watch it that's my review you could really, watch really it funny. it is available to be watched. New Netflix collection. You could watch this. <laughs> if nothing else, you pig. Put it on in the background. So I found a picture of this is me as a as a child. Oh my goodness. I guess I'm about oh age God, six six here. We'll have to share it somehow, but you adorable. And then this, you look very different though. Yeah, I used to be very skinny. What happened was, and I hate this, I'm trying to do a comedy about this to sort of address my shame around this. I went to a private primary school. So this is this is me at a private school. Uh but I was private little blazer. Yes, but what I what I did was I was private from like age four till eight, which feels like a waste because all that's happened is that that I've been formed at such a very in integral age into a precocious cunt, but <laughs> I've not been kept on to make any connections to make use of it. Aww. You know, I, I, I like you. You just made me into a very insufferable person. Kicked me into the mainstream education, and I don't even have like any like oh old chums I can you call don't on now. Have yeah, any buddies. So, so that's me, age six, and then you're adorable. I went to a who to thunk it. When you go to a state school, the foods aren't as healthy. They don't have like a nutritionist planning all the meals, um, <laughs> and they don't have like loads of PE equipment and fields to run in. And so I just I piled on the pounds. Um, and then this is this is my fedora era. No, Wait, why is your it. hair dark? Yeah, it, it, my hair's been. I started blonde and then went very dark, and it's sort of come back to this. We're now. wearing a fedora every day. Also, t that's not yeah, just food related as well. Like teenagers, like all sort of gain gain weight, lose. Weight, you know what I mean? Like body fedora. things happen to teens as True. they grow. I just remembered there's another picture on my Instagram at um, Sandapandrick. Um, uh, there's that it probably what did shows you think me the perfectly. Fedora was giving you. I don't know. Who were you dressing like? They're cool sunglasses. Okay, well, I'm those. in love Thank with you. you. Yeah. He's, he's also wearing, a, is it a Kermit shirt? Yeah, it says, um, um, it, um, I mean to be green or to mean. A Kermit I'm, shirt, yeah. I'll describe for our readers. A Kermit <laughs> shirt, square sunglasses, a fedora hat, and you're sitting in like an old timey car. Aren't? Yeah, this is my granddad. So my granddad's really into old cars. So this was like some. You look cool as hell. Drive along. It's giving Bugsy Malone. It's giving. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Fuck your bitch. <laughs> 
Who, <laughs> yeah, truly. Visualize I, that. What, who who had worn a fedora in your head that you were like the fedora is the answer? I literally don't know. I don't know where this has come from in in my head to 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 be so obsessed. I had a whole hat collection. I still do. I've not thrown any of them out. Mostly fedoras, a few fezes, a, a very culturally inappropriate like Chinese hat. Um, but I got it from China. I don't know if that makes okay. it better or not. That's okay. Yeah. Um, and just weird. I don't know why I got so obsessed with hats. And I I've, I've sort of come back into wearing caps because my hairline's going but I generally I don't like hats you just at all that. I once got confiscated at school I had like effectively I think it was a fedora it was like a sort of angular angular thing and but I was wearing it because I'd seen I'd seen Chicago the musical <laughs> <laughs> it got confiscated day one minute one day one you get one day you get a pass yeah. after Chicago that might be what it is I, was, I do love musical theatre I was in Bugsy Malone when I was about 13 well, there yeah. you go that's probably yeah, why yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I was gonna ask both of you what you would what's the most obscure item you'd leave in your will, but I think it's obviously your hat collection. My hat collection, yeah, yeah. That's a Who, really which one of you would like it? Yeah, well, are you okay? Yeah. Does it have we'll to be it. preserved? Does it have to be preserved? Oh, as yeah, a does it have to go to a museum? Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be, that's can't be separated. What's, what's the most obscure thing you'd leave in your will? Oh, god, I think that painting of me as a child. You do have that really There's excellent a, painting, an oil painting of me as an eight year old, one big foot, <laughs> one big foot bigger than my head. Wow, yeah, it's in my house now. That's it's fantastic. amazing, it looks like a shrine to me. It's amazing. <laughs> Would you like it, Charlie? I'll have that. I mean, the thing, not in my will, but I do think a lot about who gets my dog if I die suddenly. Mm. I mean, obviously, my boyfriend, the obvious one, but then I'm like, who could I give my dog to who would be, like, most annoying for them to have it, you know? It's like, who can he really cause some chaos on to the Your end of his life? Your brother? He's got a big house. My brother would hate to have my dog, so I should leave it to yeah. my brother. And yeah. he has a backyard, so it's like... Yeah. The dog needs. The dog can have room. a nice life. Look, the dog will have a nice life. The dog will make sure the dog has a nice life wherever mm. the dog goes. The dog is looking out for number one, but uh, that's like such a classic, like uh, heartwarming comedy, isn't it? Where you like left a dog of a relative who died, and you really yeah. miss the relative, and then you connect with the dog. And you know, I always hate that damn dog. And, yeah. Yeah, 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 very good. Yeah, like yeah. so up with you, like. Oh. So I'm really giving it someone a gift. And if I know mm. anything about Louis, Louis will instinctively find your grave and then bark and be <laughs> very annoyed at it. Be furious. Yeah. He's They're going to do like a Grey Friars Bobby but it's just him just barking. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, but he'd Taking sit on my shit. grave for two yeah. minutes and then he'd be like, is there a bed near here? You know what I mean? It's be like, is there somewhere I can sit where I'm not allowed to sit? I'd rather be like soft. Yesterday I came in he was sitting on my bed which he isn't even supposed to do but whatever. It's like... We no longer can fight this. And he was like licking his own paws so intensely that he'd like made a wet patch on my duvet. Uh, Isn't that gross? I'm about to say one of the most bizarre things ever, but I want you to really hear it. Tell me. Louis would objectively suit a fedora. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, actually, I truly believe that. (laughs) You really? Well, I've got a collection. I'll I'll leave it to Louis. There you go. Let's get him. (laughs) He'd look amazing. When do you think was the last time you wore a fedora? What was oh. the, can we keep that question for every episode? <laughs> <laughs> what was the final moment? Um, I, I think it must have been around 13, 14. I think I've worn it since, like going through my hat collection, just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, but, but not like, out. No, not out. I, yeah, 13, 14. You had one last day that you took it off and you just. But he would have never known that was the last Oh my God, so sad. That yeah. Sad. One day you put, put down your fedora and it's the last and you never know. Yeah. Oh. Have you ever, did you inherit any objects or things or anything from anyone in your family? Have you ever inherited anything? No, everything's sort of, because there's generations above me, everyone's kind of gone for the blanket will of just like, oh, you deal with this shit. 
So there's not been like a specific, you get this, you get this, you get this. Um, like my when my uncle Bill died, he left some money and um, I bought a fucking Doctor Who book. Yeah, uh, that's the best way to remember him by. <laughs> exactly. Because I was like 11 or something. Now, of course, if, I, if somebody had died and left some money, I'd probably buy some sort of a memento of, of them. Um Unless, not with all of it. I don't course, know. I yeah. think you should. Yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy them. Enjoy them. However you. Yeah. No, it's not, not commemorative not. money. No, true. I guess, but no, I've I've not really been left things. I need to go through my granddad's old music. He he gave me a piano, but that's what? what while he was still alive, he gave me the piano. That counts. That counts. Yeah. He he um he got quite bad arthritis towards the end, so he had to stop playing the clarinet, and then he had to stop playing the piano. I think it was it was really sad, really, because he played music. Since yeah, that's really hard. Day. We have a very beautiful video of him. We all had a family Christmas last Christmas, or maybe the Christmas before, where we, um, yeah, Christmas before, sorry, but the the last time before my granddad got a bit bed bound and stuff, a bit bed bound, <laughs> fully bed bound, touch of the bed boundies. Yeah, <laughs> um, we had a family Christmas in a big house, and all the Amazing. we all like rented this big Airbnb, and there's a piano there, and there's a video of him playing it, and that's the Aww. last time he played the piano. Oh, but lovely. Mm. But because he had to stop, and I was playing the piano and composing stuff, he he gave me a piano. Uh, I'd say. Five six years ago, so yeah, so that's that counts as my literally huge mm-hmm. and emotionally huge thing to have inherited. Yeah, because it's it's the it's the fact that you've inherited a thing that sort of symbolizes. Yeah, it. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's that's very, very nice. Sweet. That's so nice. Have you what have what's been given to you from in in your family? My grandmother every year would buy me part of like a china set, so she'd be like one one cup one one like plate or whatever so now i think i have like a half full one because she did die like a like a formal china yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. do you ever have you ever i think it's like it? meant to be wedding china oh that's sweet yeah, 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 but only my... half done and then oh <laughs> it's kind of all... you need you got to buy the whole set and then distribute it and then when you die the rest of the set is in your house and goes to the person mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean i love how quickly you came up with that plan or is the fact that i'm getting half a wedding china set means that i'm going to be alone forever <gasps> oh it could no. be that because uh, it's enough to for just me okay. half of one okay i like that a little me. bit do you know um, you know those like little ladybug books that are like oh the student the hangover they're like parodies yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. one year my parents got me the student and the hangover um like the year before i was meant to go to university and then one day i found uh, a third book called dating that my parents had clearly <gasps> bought to give me the whole three, and then they were like, "No." Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I just found it in the cu- in the cupboard where we like keep gifts. To I was like, "No, this why was this never given to no, me?" No, no. Isn't that brutal? That, that is, is so good. <laughs> mm. Oh, uh, they just they bought all three and then they discussed it. Yeah, and they were like, <laughs> they, uh, "That's good." They must have had a summit about this and and decided that no, either they didn't want to think about me dating, didn't want to. Didn't want me to talk about dating, or they just assumed I was the lonely virgin. Which, based on these fedora images, yeah, yeah, you they could didn't forgive. Make you yeah. feel bad. <laughs> you can't have both a book on dating and oh. a collection of fedoras. It has to be one of them. <laughs> My nana, the year after I left university, suddenly made this like big announcement, and she was like, "I'm going to give everyone their inheritance. Everyone's getting their inheritance. I'm going to give you your inheritance." She like made this statement, and then everyone was like, "What is happening?" And so she gave me five hundred pounds. We all got five hundred pounds, right? And then I used it to buy half a laptop, and mm. then that was my laptop that I used. So thank you, Nana. She's not dead. I don't know why I'm being like thank you, Nana. Thank you, Nana, who is still alive. But then I think she thought she was going to die then, but she's obviously continued to live, and, and she's come back for the five. And has no money. So now my parents have to like buy stuff for her because she gave it all away. Oh, oh man. Yeah. 
Oh God, yeah. It's like when I quit my job the yeah. week before COVID started. Oh jeez. Oh. That's that's the same energy. It is same cool. energy, just like giving out. She also she gave me a, a watch, a, like a I think it's like a gold watch. It's like very 1950s. I've never worn it or done anything with it, but that was like a nice thing from her. I think just a set more sentimental than it. Like maybe it was like a wedding present or something. Mm. It's a nice thing to be given. Yeah. I don't really know what to do with it. I've got my my other grandma's wedding rings. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, got them in a box somewhere. I got my a great aunt of mine gave me a like a Seda candle holder that was my grandma's apparently. That you put like two you like open it up, it's like a travel one. And then I have that. I think someone tried to ask for that back off me afterwards, though, but then I didn't give it to them. But I've got that. Someone was then, like, trying to snoop around to see where that was, but it's mine now, so taff, whoever you are. Shall we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. What a lovely chat this has been. Thank you so much, A pleasure. Thank you for having me. Mm. A delight to speak to you. We've learned so much. I think they're huge big stories in your family. Okay, you own Leeds Castle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm your (laughs) great-grandma. That's a crazy story in your dad's family. How interesting. Yeah, yeah it's good. Are we still keep in touch with Justin. Like, he called to gloat about the South African re- sporting results recently. Yeah, that's good. Go. Set that yeah. up. And, and um, his his wife, Ingrid, my aunt, I guess now, and my mum regularly FaceTime to, to bitch about my granddad. And to so get the uh, oh, the private investigator really, really nice. business yeah. going. So, yes, if you need uh, any private investigating done or your will executed, you know who to call. All right. And acting jobs, thank you. <laughs> This episode of Family Jewels was produced by our nephew, Andrew White, and our very special guest, Andrew White. Producing and starring and writing and singing the theme tune. (laughs) In the Trusty Honk studio. I've been your one fun cousin, Charlie Dinkin. And I've been your dad's brother who's still living in the basement, but promises he's leaving any day now, Olga Koch. Like, subscribe, share, and talk about us at your next family reunion. If you have any family stories, secrets, or skeletons that you want to share, DM us on Instagram. Or leave them to us in your will. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.